Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Hey, I'm going to talk in immersion today, okay? And we'll talk about that right after this. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Immersion is something that happens in every any kind of like entertainment, media, whatever, be it movies, books, um, TV shows, radio, role-playing games. Hey, see how I work that in? Um, and this is the key. This is the key right here. You have to be able to have a, a campaign world that people can get immersed in at least for a few hours at your table. And the thing is, you have to try and you try, try and make your campaign world so anybody could, you know, sit down, make a character and just react interact with this world and just feel kind of feel themselves in that world, at least in their mind. So that's that's the key. That's that's the goal right there. Immersion is very, very important. And you don't have to do very much either. If you don't have a campaign world, you know me, I'll always tell you, say, okay, three locations, go. You know, you got a town, got a dungeon, got a forest, go. And you can put a cup, like one thing in each. And then the players, you know, figure out what they want to do. And, but, you know, usually the first, see, to me, usually the first adventure, you got to kind of point them in a direction. I'm not saying railroad. I'm saying, look, you guys were, you can actually start it by saying, okay, you guys were hired to do this. Now go do this. I know that seems kind of harsh, but once you get the ball rolling, then you can back off and say, okay. I mean, you're telling them to go do something, but you're not telling them how to do it. And you can get, and they're going to ask questions. You give them any information you have, like who's employing them, how much are they getting, um, you know, where they want, where, what are they looking for, or whatever they're supposed to do. How do they go about getting it? And da 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 da, like that. So you're not exactly, you know, telling, you know, putting them on the railroad. So, um, and th- that's what you got to do. So. Pretty much the characters will will do what the characters are going to do. And they will carry your world along with it, basically. So you've got the three 
three places. Okay, fine. You had a great adventure. And you're ready for the next one. What do you do? You look at the play. You look at your campaign world and say, "Hmm, what can I add to this?" As far as like, you know, things. I mean, you can add some more NPCs. You can add some more monsters. You, fortunately, fortunately, you've already learned which monsters you want in here, right? Right? Huh? And so, you just sit down during prep time and do it thinking about what the players did last time and what kind of things you can glean from that. And that's what you do is glean and weave. This is, this is one of the biggest parts of being a GM. Biggest parts, gleaning and weaving. Because you are gleaning off of whatever the players did or said or something like that, and you're weaving it into the world. That's how you grow immersion. Because anybody can do a one-shot in a world you just make up off the top of your head, and any GM worth their salt can make you feel like your, your character feel like they're part of that world. But to maintain that, you got to put a little work into it. So you look, I sit down, I take my map, and I, I just look at my map, you know, my world map. I go, hmm, okay. Say I say this is like five sessions in, and you added a couple of more things, maybe another forest, a river, um, a, a cliffside, you know, na name it, whatever. And maybe you have prominent features or something like that. Okay, you sit down and say, okay, what can I do with this? Okay, I can add something over here in the cl the cliff part. Maybe that's a maybe that's a gorge. Let's make that a gorge. And we'll put a bridge across it and see what happens there. And you think back and I go, okay, the players were in town last time and they got this rumor about some kind of gold in Dumbar Hills in, uh, in this one mine that has been played out for years up in the mountains. I don't have any mountains. Well, I do now. I'm going to put a mountain range in there. And... I can say it was an old dwarven mine that got played out or something like that. And there's something real nasty down there. And go. So I've got stuff to weave because last time they said they, they, they said they were going to follow that rumor. Okay. You glean off the session, off the players, and you weave it into the story. That is, in a nutshell, world building to me. Anyway. You add more stuff or use the stuff you had, maybe add one or two new things if you want to. Sometimes you can just look at something and going, okay, A to B to C, no problem. Okay, I can link that to that and that to that. We got a story. And remember to keep it open-ended because you're not the only author. You're not the only storyteller. You got a whole table full of storytellers sitting in front of you when the session comes. So you got to leave it open-ended for the other storytellers to do their thing, a.k.a. run their characters. Because I don't care what they say, oh, the GM is not a storyteller. Well, yeah, they are. They're just one of many at the table. This is a communal storytelling thing. So you've got to do it that way. And what happens during the session if, you, uh, if some, they come up with something you, know, you hadn't expected? Wing it. You got the info in your in front of you. Wing it. You might come up with something better. They might come up with something better. And that is worth its weight in gold right there. 
I have taken like what I love is to look at maps on the internet, like Dyson Logos and other things like that, other websites where and the websites where you can make a dungeon or something like that. Personally, I'd rather look at a world building place, but dungeons a good start. And you know me, I got to always have a reason for a dungeon to be there. And so I look at it and I go, okay, how can I use this? And there are any notes on the dungeon that the person gives you, or you can look at those too and say, how can I weave this into my world? So, you know, anything that'll, that'll make it a little more, you know, anything that you can you know, add to the immersion, because immersion is real easy if you know what you're doing. And you just take it in a few logical steps. I'm not a big big on logic, unfortunately, in my world, in my in my stuff. I'm just you know because I like I like the rule of cool. I like Gonzo. I like stuff like that. So whatever it is, I will make it fit because I I call it my bigger hammer theory. If something doesn't want to fit, get a bigger hammer. And so I tend to make but. There has to be, to me, there has to be some kind of least, at least a little tiny thread of logic that you can use. And it doesn't have to be real world logic. It can be your world logic. That's why I always say I'm not, I don't care about what's possible. I care about what's probable. If, if pigs flew, we would have to shoot. Could we use guns to shoot down the bacon? Probably, yeah. Or anything else, like a ballista or a crossbow or something like that. Yeah, that's possible. Let's see what happens. Roll, roll, roll. Yeah, you got a couple of porkers. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that you got to do in, do in your world. You got to give it at least a little, like, tiny, tiny little bit of logic for something to work. And like I said, it's logic of the world not of this world that we're in. You know, you can you can have you can have baloney trees or or uh you know cucumber waterfalls and just weird stuff like that as long as it's a reg it's long as there's I'm as long as there's some kind of reason in your head because it doesn't have to be in their head. It's gotta be in your head to do that. And even if there isn't and even if you know, and you don't, you don't have to tell the players either, because everyone loves a mystery. What if you put something in there that you have no idea why it's there? You don't have to. You put it in front of the players; they will give you a reason. Believe it or not, they'll give you more than one reason. They'll give you about a dozen reasons for it to be there. Another reason to listen to your players. Anyway, I just want to talk a little bit about immersion. So, so there we go. And uh, I got to start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you. And if you want to, th- and <laughs> I just said Anchor again. If you want to drop a note on, you know, if you want to drop a note on me, I'm going to start this over, okay? Oh man! If you want to talk about this or anything else, anything else um, of on this podcast, just uh, oldmangrognardgmail.com or drop me a voicemail at Spotify for Podcasters. There we go. And I was, as I was saying, we are monetized, 
And if you want to leave a single donation, there's my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. Or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Sars, and Benjamin Brodell. You guys are the champs. Thank you. For other good podcasters, Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognarn Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chats. Oh, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognarn at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air.